heard that term many times could have been when someone was yelling at you as a child to get ready and put your clothes on let's go or could be a coach getting you ready for a game or could have been your favorite preacher saying it over and over again saying get ready get ready get ready or it could have been in a race getting the runners ready to run now no matter where you've heard it it always means the same thing welcome to the Ready, Set, Go podcast, where we want to empower you to live an abundant life through faith in Christ. You know, it's through that faith and through the encouragement and strength you receive that you can go and face the world with boldness as you serve and give to others. Because it's through the grace Jesus is giving us that we can be the light. So get ready. Come on, say it with me. Everybody with me. Say, get ready. I think I heard you. Yeah. You know, it's a phrase of preparing oneself. That's where our equip comes in here at the Equip Encounter and Activate Network. Getting ready to be who God has created us to be. And as we seek balance in our lives, and I'm not talking about Star Wars here, okay? I'm not talking about the balance of the force. I'm talking about balance in life. We always try to seek it. You know, sometimes we need balance in our family life and our work and our job and, and our church life. And sometimes our the scales tip to one area of our lives. And then sometimes it, the scale tips to an other areas in our lives. And we try to seek that balance. So as we seek balance... A way to do that is to always look at our inward focus, our upward focus, and our outward focus. You know, I've learned in ministry that, you know, churches have this. They have an inward focus, they have an upward focus, and they have an outward focus. And these principles, uh, these guiding principles help the vision of the organization as a whole. Well, guess what? We as individuals should also have an inward, an upward, and an outward focus. And that's why us here at the Ready, Set, Go program, uh, we want that too. And today, we're going to be talking about our inward focus, our equip focus, our ready. Everybody say ready. Ready for anything. That's right. You know, in the climate of today's society, it's so easy to lose sight of our spirituality inwardly. You know, there was this line in Cars 2, and I know everybody out there, you've seen Cars 2. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> there's probably a lot that's never seen it. But there's there's this awesome character in Cars named Mater. You've probably heard of Mater before, all right? And he says this line, and it always has stuck with me. There's just one line in the movie. He says this. He says, if there ain't no oil under them, then there ain't no oil in them. Now, he was talking about British Cars. Now, I don't know anything about British cars, but he's basically saying that uh, if there's no oil under them, then there's no oil in them that they basically just leak all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's true about British cars. Don't, you know, I have no idea, but I guess it's true. Uh, but he says that if there ain't no oil under them, then there ain't no oil in them. You know, whatever is going on in you, it will eventually come out. You know, even Jesus talks about this, how what we take into the mouth is going to come out, <laughs> you know, but he was saying whatever go is going inside of us and inside of our mind and our heart, it will eventually come out of us. So what is leaking out of you? <laughs> is it uh, the world or is it Jesus? 
And it can be very easy to allow what we read in the news or see on TV affect the way we view others and react to others. Just know this, and Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 12, that we are all different. We all have our own personality, our own will, our own dislikes, our own opinions. And and these days, it's so easy to give those opinions out in our social media page or our gossip on the telephone or uh, because it can be something we can hide behind. But he says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. You know, when it comes down to this, and it comes down to this question, why did Jesus come? You know, it's the why that always gets us. And the why is our mission. Well-known evangelist uh, Robert Brindu put it this way, and, and I loved it. And I saw it on Instagram some time ago. Hey, he said this. He said, grace without truth is meaningless. Truth without grace is just mean. Grace with truth is is medicine. Jesus is full of grace and truth. Isn't that good? So let me ask you, have you taken your daily dose of medicine today? Have you taken your daily dose of Jesus? You know, Jesus coming to us paints the picture of why we do what we do and why loving others is our goal. It's easy to love ourselves, but look around and see how hard it is to love others. Jesus set the example by what he did for us, and he answered the why. And that is what our mission here at this podcast is, to help you grow inwardly, to help you grow upwardly, to help you grow outwardly, to equip you, to give you an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and to activate, go and do, ready, set, go. You know, Growing up, I had I was a Royal Ranger. I don't know if anybody of you know what a Royal Ranger is, but it, uh, I was a part of the Assemblies of God growing up. I was a part of the Assemblies of God Church, and and they had Royal Rangers. They had missionettes for the girls and Royal Rangers for the boys, and it was just like Cub Scouts. We got together on Wednesday nights, and and we wore our uniforms. We had badges and patches, and and we got in a line, and we said the Ranger motto, and and uh, we had this in the Red Ranger motto. It's the first thing. It was we are ready, ready for anything. Ready to work, play, serve, worship, live, and obey God's word. That was our first thing we said in our ranger motto. We are ready for anything. You know, as I was growing up and, and as I remember growing up and through my life that this has rang true through every job, through every uh, internship, and through everything I've done in life. Whatever has happened has get, gotten me ready. For life, I remember as a as a kid, uh, my dad would take me out and and he would show me how to change the oil, and he would show me you know how to do the socket wrench and where the drip pan will go and where to put the oil. And one day, as a teenager, he took me out, he handed me the tools, and he said, "Here you go." He walked back inside the house. I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm changing the oil by myself today." And I got there and I changed the oil. It took me, you know, a while since it was my first time doing it by myself and trying to get that socket off, <laughs> that that bolt off the bottom and changing the oil, the oil filter and everything. Uh, but he basically was getting me ready to do it by myself. And then one day he gave me the tools and said, here. 
I remember uh, in my first ministry I was a part of, we were home missionaries in the inner city of Dallas at Dallas Metro Ministries, where we um, we went out to the project areas and lower housing areas of Dallas, and we did sidewalk Sunday school uh, to almost 7,000 children a week. It was uh, awesome to be a part of as a young minister. Um, and we did an hour program, uh, basically Sunday school for an hour or the side of a truck came out to a stage and, and we had Sunday school. We gave them something afterwards, like a soda or a candy bar or something just to put in their hand. Uh, we visited them every week before the program, the day before or right before the program, we would visit every house, uh, we could. And, uh, and I remember, um, the director of the ministry, uh, gave me a job. Uh, he uh, gave, he allowed me to be an intern there while I was in Bible college. And uh, one day he w- he said, I want you to shadow Ricky. Ricky was the, the everything guy there at the ministry, and he did everything. He worked on the trucks. He, he did, you know, Sunday school uh, with the kids. He just did everything. And so he made me shadow Ricky uh, a bunch and uh, Ricky always worked on the trucks and he would change the timing belt. He would, he would uh, work on on the oil, change the oil. He would do the radiators. He would do everything to the trucks. He just knew everything about the trucks. Well, one day after all this, he takes me to the oldest Dodge van you can imagine. And he opened the, the, the hood up and he said, you see that carburetor right there, Philip? I need you to take that out because it doesn't work anymore. And he put the toolbox down. He says, here you go. And he left. (laughs) Much like my dad did, this this director did the same thing. He gave me the tools. He said, I need that out today uh, because we need to replace it. And he went back in to do his job. (laughs) And so never doing this before, okay, I did it all by myself. It took took me probably four to five hours to do it because it was underneath everything. It was crazy. And uh, everything was laid bare right there. I don't think I put anything back in. I think Ricky did all that work, but I finally got it out after four or five hours of just, it was crazy. Then another ministry we were a part of, we were part of the Potter's house in Dallas, Texas, and we were doing our first mega fest ever in Atlanta, Georgia, the world Congress center there. And I remember we had all these, you know, um, singers and, you know, preachers and, and there was a, uh, we were part of the youth experience and we had about 15,000 youth come, uh, to this experience. And, uh, uh, as assistant youth pastor there, um, you know, we had a job to do. We had uh, things we needed to do. And I remember I had to facilitate uh, a a session of a conference where about 9,000 youth would be in. And I remember uh, Michelle Williams of Destiny's Childs was spo- was supposed to be there. And the, there was a speaker uh, that she was going to introduce. She was supposed to take up the offering and she was supposed to introduce them to the audience. And I remember, um, she didn't show up <laughs> and, uh, me being the one over everything, getting everybody on stage and, and everybody situated and the choir and the singers and the praise team and the speaker, everybody situated. I remember our youth pastor at the time was in there and he was telling me, um, she's not, she, she, her car didn't arrive. Uh, her car didn't pick her up. Something happened. I don't know what happened. And she wasn't showing up to do the offering and to introduce a speaker. So he looks at me and he says, make it happen and walked away, <laughs> just walks away from me, tells me to make it happen. And I'm supposed to make decisions, bam, like that, of uh, this huge, uh, conference. Um, and basically I had to get on stage 
and do the offering. You know, bank up 10 minutes of offering and introducing the speaker. And I know everybody wasn't expecting me. <laughs> they were expecting Michelle Williams to get up on stage and do this. They weren't expecting me, but I made it happen. And you know what? Those situations, as I look back on those situations, it just gives me encouragement to know that everything that has happened to me was for a purpose. Everything that has happened to me and what I've been through and what I've learned and what I've studied and the knowledge that I, uh, that I have gotten and understanding the wisdom that I've received has prepared me for what's next. You know, the saying is true that the best is yet to come and that I need to be ready, ready for anything. Whatever God has for me, I need to be ready. And he's still writing my story. And guess what? He's still writing your story. You have a story to tell. Those stories that I told you, they're all true. And you know what? I'll probably tell my grandchildren about them. And, and I hope the story goes on. You know, the Psalms tells us that we need to tell our story. We need to tell our children our story and our grandchildren our story to keep those stories of encouragement, those stories of power, of how Jesus worked in your life to continue on and continue on and continue on. So I encourage you today to be ready, ready for anything and tell your story of what God has done in your life. I want to pray with you real quick and I want to encourage you through this prayer. Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you touch everybody listening, that you encourage their heart to be ready, Lord, to inwardly seek you, Lord, to have a pure heart and to lift you up in everything to those in need. In Jesus' name, amen. So remember today, our inward focus moves us towards making the invisible kingdom visible. And you know what? Our inward focus also is to make disciples who make disciples. That's why equipping, that's why teaching is so important. You know, I used to have a saying in our first ministry there in the inner city of Dallas is they need to be taught. There's no one there teaching them teaching them how to live a full life in Christ. So they need to be taught. They need to be equipped. And I challenge you to do that. That's our inward focus, to equip ourselves and to equip others. It's so important. This is part of the call to love one another. So I challenge you today to be ready. Say it with me. Say, be ready. Ready for anything. So here at the Equip, Encounter, and Activate Network and the Ready, Set, Go podcast, we want to make the invisible kingdom visible through how we live and how we witness. So do that today. Witness by how you live. Peace. Peace.